3DX chat players spend hours and hours admiring our avatars engaged in naughty and sexy animations, but video games are far from the only visual medium that we can enjoy for arousal and sexual pleasure. This is the 3DX chat text-to-speech podcast, and this week we'll be getting ready for National Anime Day by discussing some horny anime. I know I promised something a little bit competitive this week, but when I remembered that this coming Saturday was going to be National Anime Day, I had to rearrange the schedule slightly to give me a chance to cover that. I love me some good anime, but it's something I rarely get to discuss with others, so I wasn't prepared to pass up this opportunity. But who am I you might be asking? As always, it's me, 3DXChat's resident blogger and podcaster, Laura TWK, here to waffle on for a bit, hopefully in an entertaining sort of way. And this week I'm back to having some company in the studio with me. Normally, this is the part of the show where I'd tell you about some upcoming events or fun things that are going on, but I'm feeling impatient today, so I think I'll let my guest introduce herself right now. Hello Laura and a big hello to everyone out there. I am Shelley Deville Saxon and I am glad to be back. That is really exciting that it's National Anime Day. I really love animation in general, but I have a lot of nostalgia anime specifically. It's great to have you with us once again Shelley. I hope I wasn't too pushy in my attempts to get you here tonight as it did take a little convincing, but this is something I really wanted to talk about. Also, happy Easter to everyone that celebrates it. I hope you haven't overdone it too much on the chocolate this weekend. Actually, the timing has worked out pretty well for this episode because we're both cosplaying as cute bunnies here in the studio, and I feel like that makes us pretty anime. Obviously cat ears would be more anime for a bit of Neko action, but still, the bunny ears don't feel out of place for this episode. By the way, I love your outfit Shelly. I assume it's Space Jam inspired? You are right there Laura. I love to cosplay and felt like going with a look based on Lola Bunny from Space Jam. She is cute, adorable, and sexy. You look gorgeous as well Laura, you really pull off that one piece well. I wouldn't say you have had enough chocolate though. Oh, thank you. Hopefully we aren't too sexy for the folks at Spotify when they see the episode thumbnails. Fingers crossed. Also, I hate to admit this, but I've never actually seen Space Jam. It's pretty hard not to recognize it though. Anyway, on to the reminders. Starting with a very important one. Friday should be one of the highlights of the year for us ladies. It's Cake and Cunnilingus Day. I mean, what better combination can you get than that? I certainly wouldn't say no to someone going down on me while I enjoy a nice slice of chocolate cake. That sounds just delightful, don't you think Shelley? Although maybe I have had enough chocolate this weekend to last me well into next month. That does sound delicious indeed Laura. Let me know if you want help celebrating that one. I think I might get sidetracked with those thoughts though. As much as I like to receive, I'm also a giver. And that combination sounds like one of my favorite treats. Let's move swiftly on to the next reminder before we get too sidetracked with that one then. Which is next Sunday when we've got National Horny Day. I think we'll certainly be touching on plenty of horny things today in preparation for then. And finally, Tuesday 18th is one that you guys might want to circle on your calendars. If ever you need an excuse to ask permission to slip it in the back door, that'll be your chance, because it's National Anal Day. 
always a good excuse to try it for the first time if you are curious about it. Check out my blog article from last year's National Anal Day if you want some tips on how to get the most out of a bit of butt stuff. Oh shit, I forgot to give my adult content warning before mentioning pussy licking and butt banging. Oh well. It's a bit late now, but I'm sure you get the idea. It'll probably only get worse from here on in, so you have been warned. But if you are into all that naughty stuff we like to cover here on the TTS podcast, then come on in. Before we get into the anime stuff, there is one thing that I really need to ask you Shelley. And please don't feel like you'll hurt my feelings either way so be as honest as possible. Is the carpet in the studio too much? Someone told me the other day that it was a bit hideous and now I'm worried that it looks terrible. I'm sorry but I'm still giggling about come on in. And now all I want to talk about is National Anal Day. Sounds like my typical Sunday afternoon. As for the carpet, all that matters is that you like it. It's your show, and they should busy themselves looking at your beautiful face instead. Normally my puns are very deliberate, but that one was totally unintentional, I swear. Good to know that you're excited about National Anal Day though. Any quick pearls of wisdom you would like to share about the wonders of butt stuff? Then I promise we can actually talk about some anime. Oh yes, I always have pearls of wisdom on the subject of anal. I cannot stress how important lube is. Astroglide is an ideal solution. It just helps everyone have a fun time. One of the biggest pieces of advice I would give is to go slow. Don't just start off with shoving the thickest thing inside your tightest hole. I personally enjoy my ass played with during normal vaginal sex. I really love getting bent over, with a toy or finger in my ass while a real dick is inside my pussy. There is nothing quite like the sensation of having both holes filled at the same time, even with one partner. And the same is true in reverse. Guys, if you are lucky enough to stick your cock in a woman's ass, reach around and play with her pussy. Rub her clit or finger her hole, she'll love your multitasking skills. All great tips. Lube, lube, and more lube is what I always say. Definitely start slow. And you guys out there shouldn't be ashamed of being on the receiving end either. That's not something to be embarrassed about. I'm actually rather fond of slipping a finger in whilst giving head, and the feedback has always been quite positive once they recover from the initial shock. Although I should hasten to add that I always ask first. But enough of my filth. Shall we get to the anime now? I think we had better, yes. Just so everyone knows, I will be fighting daydreams of anal for the rest of the episode. I know I pitched this as being all about the horny stuff, and we will get to that, but I wouldn't personally say that that is the type of anime that I'm specifically into. It's just something that I've ended up coming across along the way. For instance, the shows that got me into anime were Cowboy Bebop and Neon Genesis Evangelion, and also movies like Akira, Ghost in the Shell and Appleseed. So I'm very much a mecha and cyberpunk type of gal, although I'm not exclusively into those kind of things. Those two shows are definitely still my favorites to this very day though. What sort of shows are you into? I grew up watching Toonami on Cartoon Network, so I am in full agreement with you there. I loved anime in general, from that era especially. I was a big fan of Cowboy Bebop, Rurouni Kenshin, G Gundam. I love action more than drama, even if the market is pretty saturated with those. This might be a little controversial, but I've never been into things like Dragon Ball or Naruto, which obviously tend to be gateway animes for a lot of people. It was about 20 years ago when I first started to get into anime. 
One of my friends was keen to watch some and he tried to get me to watch Cowboy Bebop with him. It took a lot of convincing because I'd seen clips of Dragon Ball and thought that that was what all anime would be like. I'm glad I eventually gave in and tried watching it with him though because it really opened my eyes to how diverse anime could be. I'm still not really into shounen anime like those few I mentioned though. I know what you mean, and that's what is so great about the format. There is something for everyone to enjoy, and not just the most popular stuff. I have watched a lot of lewd content though. I really love sex in various forms, even if it's only hinted at. I have watched more than a fair share of Aichi and Hentai. Okay, so about Aichi and Hentai. Is the difference just in terms of how hardcore they are? I've always kind of assumed that Aichi was more suggestive than anything. Maybe a little bit of softcore action. Whereas Hentai is completely hardcore and explicit. Maybe with the, the odd bit of tentacle thrown in there to really spice things up. Well that totally depends on the series. Even the popular stuff has Aichi in it, such as the Beach episode that is random and really just horny fan service. But then you get into series where that is the main focus, like those sex comedy movies from the 80s and 90s. It's like a spectrum, some series like Black Lagoon can be mostly action with mostly suggestive innuendo and revealing clothing. Then on the other end of it, you have Aichi with hentai elements. They really push the boundaries, and the only difference between that and hentai is the latter show's penetration. A good example would be Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. It's all a spectrum really. My apologies if that's a confusing answer. Okay, I hadn't really considered that something that just featured some fan service could be considered as having etchy elements. So an example of that could be the episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion where Asuka is trying to explain thermal expansion to Shinji by cupping her boobs whilst she is in a tiny little swimsuit. It's obviously just there for a bit of titillation. Yes, that is a perfect example. And you are so right, the line where it becomes an Aichi series is very grey. I think like a lot of art, it's subjective, in the eye of the beholder. Some might really like it, and others might roll their eyes. It's all a matter of taste. To be fair, the end stinger for each episode of Evangelion always promises plenty of fan service in the next episode, so it shouldn't be a surprise when they deliver on that. I just never really thought that was enough for it to be thought of as itchy. And I know what you mean about the obligatory beach episode that a lot of shows like to throw in. Some of those can be so cringe. I think the worst offender I ever saw was in a show called Arpeggio of Blue Steel. It was basically about sentient battleships that each had a cute girl as a holographic avatar. Then in one episode all those avatars randomly have a beach day. So random. Hey, nothing sells quite like sex and violence. Humans are pretty predictable. With shows of that generation, for me at least, it just felt like fan service was a requirement most of the time, so I never really thought of it as being any more than that. Just a cheap way to get the male fans to enjoy it. Indeed it was though. You could argue it's still that way in many regards. I think there's just more awareness of it now. I feel like it does get dialed back a little more now, at least in shows where it is not part of the primary hook. So maybe there are just more shows that are willing to deliberately avoid it. I'm not sure though. I do kind of get the impression that it is like the Resident Evil 4 remake that I'm currently playing through. They have toned down a lot of the suggestive elements compared to the original because they are just seen as less appropriate now. Things like being able to get sneaky up skirt shots to see Ashley's panties and some of her voice lines. I think there is just a little less acceptance of that sort of stuff now. 
Anyway, in terms of the properly lewd stuff though, do you have any good recommendations about where to start? I certainly do Laura. It's a subject I could go on for a while, so I'll try to keep it short. While you think about that for a moment, I'll just say that I remember way back in the day when I first saw the Ninja Scrolls film, that was still pretty early in my anime experience, and I can honestly say that I was not prepared for some of the graphic content in that. Like the very early rape scene in it. That was not something I was expecting at all. Again, it was another eye-opener to the diversity of anime and how adult it can be. I know what you mean though about some of the subjects that they think are as sexy. Sadly, it's a part of the genre, and some things you will find disturbing at times. But the good thing is that you don't have to watch every series. First thing you need to keep in mind is the point of it. These are not groundbreaking drama series with deep characters. The point of it is eye candy. With that being said, these are some of my favorites. I will try to give some for you, but I will also give some really naughty ones for the audience as well. But please be warned, it would be good to Google any of these first. I always try to do that in case something will trigger me. Good advice. Like I said a moment ago, it can be very easy to be caught off guard by something that you are not expecting. I think it's a good idea in general these days. With so much information out there, it's good to read what a few others thought first. At the least, it can help you skip over a scene or episode that doesn't interest you. For sure. So what delights do you have for us then? I will confess, my favorite genres are related to school or fighting. Some of these suggestions might be a little old, since I haven't kept up with everything coming out recently. Icky Tosin, or Battle Angels in English, is a series about schools holding fighting matches against other schools, with the theme of Romance of the Three Kingdoms in the background. The story isn't groundbreaking, but the visuals are quite tasty. The guys are pretty hot in that one as well. The main character, Hakufu Sansaku, is quite gorgeous. The fighting can be pretty brutal and doesn't hold back. The next series is a bit infamous for its lewdness, but I love a good gladiator fighting series. The next on my list is Queen's Blade. A fighting tournament is held every four years to decide who will be the queen. A noble's daughter goes on the run to prove she's not just some beautiful princess, that she can win the queen's blade. She learns quickly that she will have to earn it though. This one is all about eye candy, though the fights are good enough. The name of that one does vaguely ring a bell with me. Can't say I had any idea what it was about though, or even what sort of genre it was. One of the most popular in the H.E. genre is High School D.D., it's mainly a harem H.E., with all of the women interested in or living with the main character. It has elements of the supernatural as well, with school clubs fighting against each other. I really like how their ranks are based on chess pieces. Oh, and I also enjoy how lewd this one is. If the audience is a fan of Busta's schoolgirls, this is the choice for them. I adore redhead Rias Grimery especially, such a hottie. Now, that's one that I'm definitely aware of, but I've never been tempted to try out. The last one I want to mention in detail is a prison school, and I know, geez Shelley another school one? What can I say? I love uniforms. I'll try to have a few quick recommendations at the end that aren't. It's just what I love. Anyway, prison school is about a group of perverts that get caught peeping in the girls' locker room, and get sentenced to a special detention in order to stay in school. Their wardens are the head schoolgirls, who are of course all quite sexy but quite mean at the same time. The comedy in this one is pretty funny as well, in the ridiculous sense. Prison School is the only one of those that I have seen, but
but I'm glad you mentioned it because it's fucking awesome. There's a really good anime distribution company in the UK called All The Anime, and they do great Christmas sales every year. One time they had their special edition box set of Prison School on sale for like £5, so an absolute bargain. I often just take a punt on box sets when they are that cheap but it was worth every penny. I would totally recommend Prison School for sure. And even if you aren't interested in the show itself, the ending music is such a good song. I love it. I need there to be the teased season 2 though. I want that so bad. Now that is a deal that I would not pass up. That series really cracks me up, everyone is so silly. The whole sadomasochism theme really gets me going, so I get a kick out of it. As far as lewd fantasies go, combining the two was brilliant. Prison and school, I mean. Yes, they really do need to come out with a second season. I think there was manga that would cover season two, so they've got something to work with. They just need to make it happen. Apart from prison school, I think I only have one super horny show to recommend. Everything else is just a bit fanservice-y. But that one would be Keijo. Okay, so imagine sumo wrestling, but replace the fat men in nappies with busty young women in swimsuits. Then put them on platforms in the middle of a swimming pool and they need to knock their opponents off the platform using only their boobs or butts. Each girl has her own signature move, some examples being the butt hurricane, raging breast fist, and, my personal favorite, the vacuum butt cannon. It is as ridiculous as it sounds and so fun. It also parodies the whole show nun genre quite well. And has one of my favorite anime opening theme songs. I think I watched it on Amazon Prime when they had their deal with Funimation. I'm not sure if it is still available there now though. Oh my god, Keijo is a great choice. I love the premise, it had me hooked from the trailer alone. I love how it takes the piss out of other series, the humor is so great. I know right. I binged it as soon as I found it. I think I did the whole season in like three days or something. It's so funny but also has some nice, heartfelt moments. The idea was absurd, and I was totally here for all of it. And how good is the music? Like seriously. That opening song is just so good. It made me actually want to participate in a sport. How good is that? But seriously, it looks so fun. You wouldn't think sport is so good when you get hit with the vacuum but cannon. I can't stop laughing now. Your ample bosom might be a fairly deadly asset to have in that sport though. What would your signature move be? Probably something using my breasts. The momentum would be like getting hit with a fist. Or maybe it should be a smothering attack, yes, I like that. Maybe add the smothering pillows, but it would be more of a submission move. I like your thinking. Make your opponent pass out, and then just roll their limp body off the platform. Right, moving on to my next one, it's a lot less in your face with the fan service than Keijo, but my dress-up darling is one I really enjoyed. It's more of a slice-of-life show than anything, but has plenty of fan service as well as a bit of light romance. I mostly gave that one a try because of the voice actress for one of the main characters. I originally came across her years ago because she would do covers of anime songs. Some of those were really good. But in recent years she has branched out from just being a singer to also doing streaming and now also voice acting. Basically the show is about two unlikely friends. Gojo is the shy boy who is an apprentice doll maker, and Marin is the super popular sexy girl in school who is obsessed with cosplaying. Both of them keep their passion secret, 
but after a chance encounter where they discover each other's secret, Marin convinces Gojo to use his doll-making skills to help her with her costumes. They obviously hit it off from there. Like I said, there's plenty of fan service, particularly with some of the costumes she appears in. Plenty of boob jiggling for sure. The English dub is really good for that one and is available on Crunchyroll. I haven't seen that one but it certainly sounds interesting. I'll have to check it out for certain. I think it won a few awards in the last Crunchyroll Awards. It was definitely a fan favorite. I didn't catch it originally but there was so much buzz around it, I had to check it out. There was a lot of fan art of Morin on my Twitter feed so I had to find out what the fuss was all about, especially since I was intrigued to hear what sort of job the voice actress had done. For the record, she was really good. That's understandable. There's an overwhelming amount of options, and it's hard to keep up with everything. It's another show that has a surprising amount of soul and warmth to it. That's one of the things I love about a lot of these shows. It's great just how multifaceted they can be. And I'll admit it. Emotional anime always makes me cry. I don't think I've ever managed to get through a Makoto Shinkai or Mamoru Hosoda movie without there being some waterworks at some point. Movies like Summer Wars or Your Name. They are so good. I can't wait for Shinkai's new movie Suzume, which is coming out soon. I think it will be in cinemas for a few days here in a couple of weeks' time, so I'm very excited about hopefully getting to see that. That's one thing I will say about High School DD. With as lewd as that show can get, it certainly has a lot of cute moments. Then one other that I have been watching this season which is not cute at all is Chainsaw Man. Well, okay there is some cuteness in there but it's much more about the gore and violence really. And it can get pretty horny too. I mean, the main character Denji is primarily motivated by a desperate need to touch a boob for the first time and score his first kiss. He's willing to fight the most deadly and vicious demons in order to earn those opportunities. So definitely some horniness to it there. To be honest, Denji's boss, Mokima, who is the main object of his lustful desires and the one he really wants to kiss, would turn even the straightest of women gay. She is smoking hot and her demeanor is just so fucking sexy, even if she isn't overtly trying to be sexy. She just exudes sexuality and everyone wants her. And her aloofness just makes her more desirable. I have heard about that, I just haven't watched it yet. Makima is definitely sexy, I would lick her from head to toe. I see fan art often, I will have to check it out. Yeah, there's massive buzz around that show and there is so much fan art of Makima on Twitter. I would let her do unspeakable things to me, and I'm not even normally that way inclined. And Chainsaw Man is one of the rare shows where I've watched some episodes dubbed and some subbed. Both are great. Initially I couldn't wait a couple of weeks for the dubbed versions so started with subs. But slipped a few weeks behind because of being busy with other stuff, so I used that as a chance to switch across to dubs because I was feeling too lazy to read. And that is obviously something that could probably be discussed at great length. Subs versus dubs. What are your feelings on that? I normally have to watch it subbed, I am not a fan of most English dubs. It just sounds off to me because of the translation. I am a subtitle junkie though. I used to be the same but I find that a lot of the modern dubs are so good that I'll just go for those instead, especially if I'm feeling lazy. But usually whichever I pick when I start a show, I'll have to stick with throughout. I think Chainsaw Man and Demon Slayer are the only shows where I've switched from one to the other. Like when I started something like Attack on Titan, only subs were available, 
so I started with those, but then stuck with them for the next couple of seasons that I watched, even though dubs were then available which featured a bunch of voice actors who I really love. I normally just find it too jarring to hear the voice of a character change after you have become so used to it sounding one way. At times it is almost like the character becomes unrecognizable even though only the sound of the voice has changed. Oh it's very jarring indeed. I will never forget when I rewatched Rurouni Kenshin with subs after growing up with it dubbed. I can't go back to the old way now. I will try to give Chainsaw Man a chance though, since you recommend the dub. The dub and sub versions are both great. One dub I do not approve of though is the one that Netflix did for Neon Genesis Evangelion dub. I'm sorry to keep mentioning that show but I fucking love it. But when Netflix added it a few years ago, they replaced the original dub with a completely new one. Okay, the original dub had some issues with the lip flaps not syncing well, but it was still much loved by the fans and the performances are pretty iconic and memorable. The new dub was just not what the fans wanted. There were new voice actors. Some of the translations were really poor because they did a literal one-to-one -one translation from Japanese instead of tweaking it to actually make sense. And for some strange reason they changed how some of the names were pronounced, so they no longer matched what had been used in the Japanese and previous English version. It was just yuck and a lot of people refused to watch that version simply for that reason. Yes, that's really playing with fire when you mess with the memories. That's nostalgia, and it's really easy to mess up. I think I would have left it alone. I would be very upset if they ruined one of my favorite shows. Especially with such a cult classic show that has such a dedicated and passionate fan base. The original voice cast were also pretty vocal at their displeasure at not being asked to come back to redo the lines. Exactly, and that's really who you are supposed to be doing it for. That's a good way to anger those who are going to watch your show. Actually, on the subject of redone Evangelion dubs, I can say that I'm one of a small number of people to have seen the original English dub of the Evangelion 3.33 movie. They did an exclusive screening of it at New York Comic Con when I was there. But before it got a proper theatrical release, the studio scrapped that dub because the director wasn't happy with it. They redid it and the new dub eventually got released a few years later. That whole experience of being in a room full of passionate anime fans to see the debut of something I was super excited about is actually a really special memory for me. It's just a shame that I desperately needed a Wii for the entire second half of the movie so I was fidgeting like crazy and couldn't focus as much as I wanted to. Good times though. Wow, Laura, that's really amazing. Literally once in a lifetime stuff right there. I really loved going to cons, and the New York Comic Con is a good one. That's really special. It's really fun to be part of something like that. I kind of spoiled myself because the first con I ever did was San Diego back in 2009. I mean, that was one of the best experiences of my life. It was incredible. So many great memories. But it's hard for anything to live up to that though. It was a bit of a shock when I realized that not all cons are that good. We have a pretty good one over here in London though and it's actually twice a year so that scratches my conich pretty well. A few years ago it was taken over by Reed Pop who are responsible for New York and a few other big ones. They always get a lot of good anime guests over, which keeps me happy. Kakeguri is a good anime that I got into because the creator was at London Comic Con one year. I went to his panel where he was talking about it and I thought it looked pretty interesting. That evening, back in my Airbnb apartment, I watched a bunch of episodes and really loved it. That's definitely got some lewdness to it as well. 
It's all about gambling, and the main character more or less gets her sexual arousal through taking part in the most risky and dangerous gambles possible. Definitely one that is worth checking out on Netflix. There are two seasons and also a spin-off season. Wow, that's hilarious. You are not going to believe this, but I was at the 2009 San Diego Comic Con as well. Talk about a coincidence. That must have been really exciting for you to fly over to the States. My main memory of then was the Marvel stuff just starting out and Tron Legacy, which I loved a lot. Yeah, that was right at the start of the MCU boom. And wow, such a small world. My friend and I had been planning that trip for 18 months. No one else thought we would make it happen, but we made a pact to do it and we followed through on that. I bought so much art from my favorite artists. Got loads of comics signed as well. The highlight of those was definitely getting Jim Lee to sign my X-Men issue 1. He's my all-time favorite comic artist. And meeting Mark Hamill was amazing as well. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I think it was 2013 when we did New York Comic Con. I remember dressing in rogue cosplay from X-Men, had the wig and everything. Jim Lee is one of my fave artists too. I didn't get to meet him because of timing, but I did get to meet Mark Hamill. He's just an amazing person. If you ever have an episode about comics, make sure to invite me back for that one. It's crazy to think that Mark Hamill just had a regular table out on the show floor. I literally had to do a double take as I walked past him because I didn't believe my eyes at first. And speaking of artists, there was the time when I was getting an issue of X-Force signed by Mike Choi, and the guy next to me tapped me on the shoulder and asked if he could sign it too. I had no idea who he was, so I must have looked quite confused. He pointed at his name on the cover of my comic and explained that he and the guy next to him were the two co-writers. I'd just timed it so that I was there when they had come over to say hi to the artist. I came for one signature and ended up with three. Oh, now that I think about it, it wasn't an issue of X-Force. It was X-23. Anyway, comics were my first love way back from the early 90s when one of my big brothers got into them. I'd annoy him by trying to read his X-Men over his shoulder. When he actually let me read a few for myself, I was so thrilled. Then I started to be able to buy some for myself. You know, I could talk about comics, especially X-Men-related ones, all day. Unfortunately, time is getting on and we should probably start to wrap things up here. Well we will save that for a later date. I would be interested though, I've read more than a few from that time. Before we go, I would like to mention some quick picks for the listeners at home who are interested in more H.E. Black Lagoon. Sunran Kagora. Valkyrie Drive. Heaven's Lost Property. Sekire. Anne McKenkie. Black Lagoon is the only one of those I know. I'll have to look into the others. They are all quite lewd. I think lots of listeners will enjoy them as well. Shelley, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I don't get to nerd out like this as much as I would like to, so this has been such a treat for me. I cannot thank you enough. Do you have anything you would like to plug while you are here? Twitter or anything like that? Thank you so much for having me Laura. If you ever need a fellow geek, or something a little more naughty, you have but to ask. Still working on that website of mine but it should be done soon, hopefully. For now, everyone listening can check out my naughty 3DX life on Twitter at Shelly Saxon. And stay tuned, more sexy stuff is on the way. Awesome. I'll stick a link for that down in the description. 
Thank you once again for hanging out with me today. And for joining in with the dressing up so I wasn't sitting here in a silly outfit all by myself. And thank you to everyone for tuning in once again. Don't forget to circle some of those days that I mentioned at the top of the show in your calendars. You do not want to miss out on those. If you know any good anime shows, or movies for that matter, then please do leave us a comment. They don't just have to be lewd anime either. Anything worth checking out, please share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Sadly that is all we've got time for this week though, so I hope you'll join us again in a fortnight for your next dose of podcast text-to-speech goodness. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Easter weekend but please take it easy on the chocolate. Remember, you don't have to eat it all at once. Bye for now.